Take two, intro. If you have ever heard two different approaches for one person, where a person may say to you, oh, you can call that person any time of day, day or night, and another person tells you, don't ever call that person. They won't take your calls. Well, the mixed messaging would confuse the best of us. And the same is true for Christians when some have heard plenty of preaching or teaching on the blessing, while others have only heard about the suffering. Neither is wrong, but if you're not sure, you can miss the essence of Christianity and the rewards of following Christ. That's why we're talking about the benefits of your faith today on the Woman Pray podcast, and you don't want to miss this one, so stay tuned. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out, Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to the Woman Pray Podcast, where we're talking about what it means to position yourself for God to hear and answer our prayers. And it's working. Let me just give praise to our God. I'm hearing testimonies and it's such a blessing that I thought I'd share by first inviting you to the next round of Woman Pray Mentoring. Don't dismiss this. We'll begin March 5th and registration for the apprentice level has begun. Go to womanpray.com for details, and I hope that you'll register. Just to give you an idea of what you can expect, the experience of another person after finishing a session was this. Wow, and then she had five exclamation points, and she wrote, ouch, with seven exclamation points. She followed up by saying, incredible teaching, incredible flow, interaction was great, examples were great, and the testimonies were so helpful. Now, this is where I truncated what I'm sharing with you with more of what she said. And she continued with, that was the word of the Lord with her fire emoji. <laughs> it blessed me, but I think it's going to bless you even more. Another participant shared how the Lord healed her of kidney stones after hearing me as, a, as God's servant. And so I'm telling you, connect and let's grow our relationship with God. I also want you to come to the Women's Conference. Empower Me 2023 is happening March 17th and 18th. Now, we're seeking God all day on Friday because that's going to be a time of just consecration before the Lord. I don't want you to miss it. And then on Friday night, we're opening with a worship service and plenty of teaching because the goal for the entire time is to equip every woman with spiritual understanding 
understanding so that we can all soldier up. Now is the time to walk in delegated power. Things are out of sorts in your house, in your life. This is the time to receive life-altering ministry. So don't miss it. Register at hopecathedral.com forward slash EM. Finally, we'll be in Lancaster, Texas. That's very close to Dallas. And we'll be there in May for a Woman Pray Intensive. If you wanna grow, if you wanna grow spiritually, you're tired of spinning your wheels, maybe God has revealed that there are some things you need to do, but you don't know how to begin. Well, if you need God to reveal himself to you, this is going to be a fantastic resource for you. So I encourage you, I challenge you to meet me in the Lone State, the Lone Star State, Texas. <laughs> now for our episode. Psalm 68 verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. You see, as a Christian in church every Sunday and in my Bible day and night, I came from a rich diet of what it means to live in the blessing, what it means to walk with favor and the favor that lasts a lifetime, what it means to know that goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life and that the blessing of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow in my life, that if I delight in him, he will give me the desires of my heart and that if I'm a tither, well, the windows of heaven open so that he pours out a blessing that I have not room enough to receive, that he rebukes the devourer for my sake so that he cannot destroy the fruit of my ground, neither shall my vine fail to bear fruit for me in the field. So these and many others were blessings that were entrenched in me. And while that was and is my expectation to this day, because all things are possible for those who believe, it was also a time in my life when I didn't hear much or there wasn't much focus given to what it means to suffer for Christ. I mean, there wasn't explicit messaging. So I don't know that I fully understood the gospel because of it. In Converse, however, when I began working with a current employer, there was a rich diet of suffering for Christ, a constant message of cruciformity. And kind of sadly for them, sickness and disease meant that you were suffering for Christ just as much as a life hidden in Christ meant that you were suffering for Christ. But I don't believe that's to be true. That's true. And so this conviction for suffering for them seemed to dominate the gospel's overall message so much that you could almost miss the benefits of life in Christ. And yet the scripture does call the believer to die to self to yield our will, to serve, as well as to live as bondservants of the Lord Jesus Christ, which speaks to suffering. And so what I hope that you're hearing is the tension between the two, the tension between blessing on one hand and suffering on the other. What's interesting to me is that God made humanity to move away from pain, which would be suffering, and towards pleasure, which would mean blessing. Meaning if we had to choose between maybe interacting with a difficult person and those who make us laugh, well, most of us are going to, we're going to be attracted to the one that makes us laugh, that makes us feel good about conversation and the interaction. Or if we had to choose between going to a funeral or going to a wedding, 
Well, I don't know about you, but most of us would be inclined towards the wedding. That if we had to choose between work and vacation and there's no penalty, well, book me a ticket. I am very sure we'd be sitting next to each other on the flight. If we had to choose between having money or being broke, well, most of us would say, no question. I'd like a few coins. Why? Because most of us are inclined towards pleasure and not pain. And God knows this. And yet when it comes to the gospel, I do believe the choice between suffering and blessing is one and the same. That there is no either or because I can't attain one without the other. I mean, that's the reality. That we who follow Christ must die that we may live. Endure that we may reign. That's in Timothy. That we must give if we're going to receive. That we must be humbled if we're going to be exalted. That we must submit if we're ever going to lead. That we have to serve if we're going to be great. And that we must be like little children in order to be strong. Or watch this, that we have to be obedient if we're ever going to experience blessing. So the gospel of Jesus Christ offers both pain and pleasure. And so as much as we're called to imitate Christ in laying down our lives, there are also blessings to our faith. And that's what I want to spend the balance of our time with today. I want us to talk about the blessing because remember, Jesus humbled himself, became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, suffering into the blessing. David wrote the Psalm, that Psalm 68, supposedly when the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Temple, that is the very presence of God, was returning to the city of Jerusalem. So as they're walking the Ark to the city, it, it was a momentous occasion. But while they're walking, returning the Ark to its rightful place, the oxen stumbles. And when it stumbles, the Ark almost falls to the ground. And so one of the men who was surrounding the arch, the ark, he reaches up to steady it. The only problem was no one was supposed to touch the ark. You can't touch the presence of God and live. And so when Uzzah or Uzzah reached out to steady the ark from falling to catch it, well, he was in violation and he died on the spot. Well, David was undone. I mean, here is a faithful man and he dies because he thinks he's helping it out, helping out. He was so upset that he decided, just leave the ark there. Leave it right where it is. And he and the men, they went into Jerusalem. They left the ark right there in the city or the house of a man named Obed-Edom. Well, when they left the ark, Obed-Edom started walking in blessings. The blessings started to come upon him and word got out that Obed-Edom's house is blessed. So David said, wait, he's getting the blessing because the ark is there? Go get the ark. Bring the ark back home. Bring it here into the city. Because when the ark is in the city of where the, where the people of God are, it means that the city would be secured by God's presence blessing because the ark represents God's faithfulness in giving Israel victory over all of his, all of her enemies. 
And so the psalm, this Psalm 68, is a celebration for that time in history. But for us today, we are blessed to have more than an ark. Remember, God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. He dwells with us. He's in us. And the scripture says we know him. That's our primary benefit or blessing that we're loaded with among so many other promises. And so while my initial plan was to present three benefits that we could celebrate, I was reminded then of Psalm 103 verse 2. And that's where David would pen Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He then outlines how God forgives iniquity, how he heals diseases, how he redeems our life from destruction and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now he satisfies our life with good things, renewing our youth like the eagles. It is a benefit. And he's saying, remember these things. And so a general overview of the benefits of life in Christ is something that we have to keep on our mind as well. The, the benefits or the blessings that are upon those who hunger after God. And so this is where I want to leave you thinking. I want you to be thinking about the benefits today. You're not grumbling and complaining about what's wrong, but today you're thinking about the greatest benefit of his love. And the scripture says in Ephesians 1 that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. There is suffering. But there's also benefit because he has predestined us to be, be in the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ, that we are accepted in the beloved. I hope you're hearing the blessing, the benefit that you can give praise to God. There's another scripture that says, because of his great love and because, of, because he's rich in mercy, he has made us alive who was dead in trespasses and sins. And so we are alive together with Christ. By grace, we're saved, raised up together with him and made to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 2. And that is a huge benefit. It's the blessing that we're living with. Even more, he says, when we were still without strength, in other words, we were at our weakest. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't come for the good. He came for the, the messy. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But Christ demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Huge benefit that we didn't have to get perfect to come to God. He came for us because he's righteous. Hallelujah. And when your God sees you, he doesn't see sin. He sees his treasure, the apple of his eye, his heir and joint heir of Christ Jesus. That's a benefit that when you love him by your obedience, that's the pain. You'll know his pleasure because Jesus said he and the father would make their home in you. And Jesus said, I will manifest myself to you. That's benefit, blessings. 
That's his love. But watch this. Those benefits include not just his love, but the benefits include his provision. Where he says that he still sees the oppression of his people. He says it because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so in the same way that he saw the oppression of Israel, he sees where you're oppressed in life. Even more, he heard the cry of Israel, which means he hears your cry too. But he also provided a savior. And he says that there is no temptation that has overtaken you except such as is common to man. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, right alongside it, he provides a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. He has provided an escape when you feel like you're falling apart and there is no one to rescue. Your father has given you a huge benefit in giving you an escape. And so the escape may seem like pain because he's asking you to do something. It requires obedience. But those that are willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. Benefit. It may seem painful, but if you follow his lead, and remain in him and let his word remain in you, your joy will be full regardless of what need is in your life. Benefit. Nevertheless, know this, that if he provided for the widow woman in scripture who would eat the last cake and die, then your God can provide for you. He's promised. And here's the benefit, that they that seek him shall lack for no good thing. Hallelujah. He's not a man that he would lie. So you be encouraged today because you're not in life alone. But in addition to his provision in all of those ways, he's promised that his truth endures forever and that he executes justice for the oppressed. I don't know who you are, but this is when you cry out to God because there's a benefit that he gives food to the hungry, freedom to the blind or freedom to the bound, that he opens the eyes of the blind, raises up those who are bowed down. That means you're covered no matter how threatened you may feel in this life. And that's a benefit, the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow in your life. Even more, the scripture says that your father and mother may forsake you, but he will never forsake you. In fact, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of time. Huge benefit. We cannot make it in life without him. We have benefits as a believer. We have the benefit of his loving kindness, the benefit of his provision, but we also have the benefit of his protection where he's promised that there is no evil that shall befall you, that the weapon may be forged, but it will not prosper. And that every tongue spoken against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That's called the benefit. Another benefit is that he saves those who trust in him. So the pain may be, I don't know what's going to happen, but the benefit is that you don't have to worry about what's going to happen because your father takes care of you. He takes care of you from those who rise up against you. He hides you under the shadow of his wings and under his feathers, you have a refuge. If we look at Psalm 34, he says, the poor man cried out to the Lord and 
he heard and saved him out of all of his troubles, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all, and that a righteous man may fall seven times, yet he will arise. That's called the benefit. Even more, he says, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You're walking in benefits, my sister. So rejoice in them today. He protects you from evil people. He said he protects you. He will protect you from wicked men, that he'll protect you from plague and pestilence so that none of those sicknesses and diseases will come near you, that nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is the promise of God. It is a benefit. It's not without suffering and being obedient to him, but these are the benefits that we can delight ourselves into today. There are so many benefits to you for having faith in Christ. And my prayer is that you will follow him in dying to your flesh, Follow him in allowing the blessing to come into your life because he who promised is faithful. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much because you are not a man that you would lie. That as much as you have given Jesus, who humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross, and you therefore highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name, it is in the name of Jesus that we come boldly to your throne, that our mind would be stayed on you, that we would be spiritually minded and not carnally minded so we may walk in life and peace. And so I pray that today and every day we would be like David. We would not forget the many benefits, but we would delight ourselves in you, that we would do your word so we may see your promises fulfilled in each one of our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the conviction of your Holy Spirit that arrests us in those areas that don't please you, that grieve you every time we begin grumbling and complaining. We repent for those ways and we pray, Lord, that you would remind us by your Holy Spirit to lift up holy hands before you, a holy God, and give thanks to you always because you are so good and you will always watch over your word to perform it. For every person that's struggling, Lord, I pray that you would encourage their heart to connect with woman pray on a deeper level. And I pray that the conviction of your Holy Spirit would lead them to this space so that they are truly healed in heart and they are overcoming in life. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness in each one of our lives. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. And all of the believers said, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you, if not next week, we'll see you at um, on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. I'm praying for us, or I'll see you at the Women's Conference. Either way, I'll see you real soon.